Hello, I'm Jeff. And I'm Jason. And it's the hour. Yeah, on today's very extra special episode. The sweet life of Zach and a homeless guy. A driverless car corridor is coming to Detroit. Unfortunately, you can't tell if they're flipping you off because it's all in ones and zeros. Bald Eagle attacks a drone, but I'm not sure what his hairline had to do with it. You're not supposed to eat the yellow snow, but what about the brown snow? And finally, Berlin brothels have reopened, but will not allow sex. Also, libraries are reopening, but you will not be able to check out any books. Not to mention movie theaters are opening around the country, but no films will be shown. And I'm sure this is just because of pressure from Big Sex Doll Corp. Them pushing their <laughs> products and their agenda and lobbying with Congress. That, they got that uh, taste of uh, big business with that Korean soccer team. Please don't do sex dolls and taste in the same sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, taste of big Korea. <laughs> or wait, why did I well, say you don't Korea? Think they have, you don't have... You don't think they have, like, flavor pouches? <laughs> Disgusting. It just, <laughs> oh, here, lick this 9-volt battery, and it'll taste just like it. I swear. <laughs> just like well, you it. also can get the uh, smell package, too. Oh. This is the one where she hasn't showered in three days. <laughs> this is the one where she douches regularly. Also Come on, bad it's got to be out there, right? It's got, I'm sure it's got to be, yeah. Sure. Or, like, they're doing, like, uh like smell like a porn star thing where they like take the chemical composition of some porn stars poon and they like knock it is into that, a doll. Is that, is that Goop's newest product? <laughs> you better hope there's no Goop coming out of your porn sex doll. <laughs> You're not washing correctly. <laughs> <laughs> right. You got to really got to douche those. Just take the garden hose to it, you know? I got to tell you, I Jason. I down to the, uh, to the uh, auto car wash, you know, the, the drive-in. Yeah. And you put the coins in. Yeah, but you can't power wash them. Sure, I yeah, assume that's too powerful. Nah, nah, it's fine. It's fine. What you, what you don't want to use, though, is the uh, tire cleaning. That will corrode it a bit. <laughs> Discolor it. But you do want bit. to use the, the tri-cleanse wax uh, that's got three <laughs> colors. That, I mean, most that, waxed. That comes out. Yeah, that's true. The the wax at the car wash comes out like a clown is uh, giving you a cum shot. Gross. It's disgusting. It's all different colors. Uh, so I should I should warn everyone and myself and you that I've already had a couple drinks. Normally, I Good. start the podcast sober and I drink during the podcast and get ridiculous toward the end. But now I've been drinking already, so you know we're all good. <laughs> Delightful. Bring on the funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, how was your week? Oh, man. So, uh, you know, Alanis Morissette's album came out a couple weeks ago. I have I'm heard that. Yes. Still loving it. I'm still loving it. There's just, you know, new meanings come out of songs and stuff. And uh, that's not what I want to talk about, though. What I want to talk about is this new Star Trek show uh, oh. called The Lower Decks. You heard about this? Uh, I've heard about this. I have zero desire to watch it. Okay, so um, so here's here's what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be like a parody of Star Trek. So mm-hmm. what they said was, they were like, okay, so we all know what happens when they press a button and the food replicator makes food or whatever, but what happens in behind the scenes when the food, you know, press a button and the food comes out? 
Um, and I thought it was going to be like a parody of Star Trek and like they were going to have like inside jokes and stuff because it seems like a show that would just be for Star Trek fans because it was like right to, you know, right to streaming and stuff and cartoons are super easy to, um, mm-hmm, and I think mm-hmm. super cheap to make, whatever. And it wasn't any of that at all. So it tried to be so much. It tried to be like its own Star Trek show. And also it tried to be funny, which if you're trying to be funny, it's not working. Um, and it also <laughs> also tried to be kind of a parody, but it didn't do a good job at it. And I laughed mm. literally once the entire episode, and it was at the very end um, mm. when they mentioned... Uh, the credits were funny? So they, they were walking off at the end. Spoiler alert. They were walking off at the end of the show, and they were talking about Deanna Troy and how she had to change from her leotard to her regular uniform. And that was pretty funny. But like I, I was mm. always like, what I would like to see is stuff like... Uh, Okay, what like what happened to that guy that was wearing a skirt at <laughs> in the first episode <laughs> of the Next Generation? Remember that? I want to yeah, know yeah. how that happened. Like he like was running guys. late for work. I, yeah, there were a lot, a lot of guys. He was like running late for work, and he just like grabbed a uniform, but he accidentally grabbed this chick's uniform that he was dating, and like he put Maybe it on. Maybe he's Scottish, but he didn't have like enough time to change or whatever, so he had to get to engineering, and that's why he was wearing the short skirt. You know, so that'd be funny. Just say. It was just a, a mix-up in the uh, next morning walk of shaminess. Right, exactly. Situation. That could be a whole funny episode. Or um, why, and do like these, they, why do these uniforms look the same? <laughs> they could show they could show the the footage of that, right? And then like sort of morph that character into a cartoon, and then have him go about his day. Or like um, <laughs> <laughs> like I imagine that there's a special room that's full of like replicated glass tables. And it's one person's job to just replace the glass tables that Worf has broken <laughs> in every episode that they During show up sex. in. During sex, he's mad at his son, he's mad at whoever. He's always breaking those glass fucking tables. And that would be funny. Because you could show like the clips, all the clips of him breaking a glass table and then like have the guy like, ugh, fuck, Worf, okay, let's do it. You know. Anyway, I, I just, uh, it's not what I expected. And I the guess that's... Cleaner. The holodeck cleaner after Barkley's been in there. Exactly. Yeah, I'm sitting. sure they got a little robot for that. They got like a Roomba. Yeah, but there's With like, no, because <laughs> the guy needed a job. And they, well, I guess, you know. Oh, the, he was in trouble. He was in trouble. Yeah. You know how they always say, like, I'll have you scrubbing plasma manifolds. Like, no, you'll have, have you scrubbing the holodeck. He just in there. He replicated a garden hose and he's just like <laughs> washing it, like squeegeeing it down the he, drain. He should. Uh, <laughs> He should turn on the holodeck and go to one of those drive-through car washes, and he just grabs the. Oh, <laughs> that's good. Down. That is good. <laughs> See, we should write for this show. I, I don't know. I just it, I, that's what I that's my fault for having expectations about a show. That's one hundred percent. It's, it's my in fault. there. It's just like you know when when you're in there, and they go computer arch. They can just go computer car wash. <laughs> just pops out of the wall. Right. <laughs> Uh, I was watching, because uh, I watch Star Trek all the time. I'm sure our listeners know this. I was watching mm-hmm. one episode. It was in the first season. It was like their first time travel episode. Um, mm-hmm. But it wasn't even time travel. It was just like time like repeating itself. Next Generation? Itself. Yeah, Next Generation. Okay. And, sure. and so Picard and this other rando were in uh, this room that was especially made, I think, for fencing. <laughs> okay. It was a whole big room. It was a whole big gym. And they had this, this in- display. Just on, for on fencing. The Enterprise? On the Enterprise D, yep. And like they have this whole thing. And then Captain Picard, even like when he was at when he was 
done, like he raised this little storage thing and he puts his his uh, fencing, whatever you call it, rod or whatever they call foil. it, foil, in the thing and closes it and the door closes. Like it's a special fencing room with fencing equipment specially stored. And it's well, ridiculous. when he was customizing it at the dealership, he's like, well, I want to. Want a fencing room? This is going to be my ship. I'm going to get like, that fencing in there. And, and they're like, "What? You want like a room with like fences in it?" He's like, "Absolutely not." <laughs> Do they have? They have like a like a community theater in there too, right? For Data's plays and well, I whatnot. think that's just on uh, in Ten Forward, isn't it? Or well, maybe they it? do I have a special remember. room for it. I'm sure they do have a community I, theater room. I bet they have an auditorium for, you know, presentations. I'll bet they have a special room with glass tables in it. out there, you know, latest updates. Yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, man. It sucks because it, you know, could have been good if it was a parody of itself, but it's not. Uh, well, one funny thing. It's not even funny, though. I didn't laugh out loud. But, like, one time the guy was trying to fix um, a uh, a replicator, and he was like, mm-hmm. all, it's, all it's, like, giving me is hot bananas. It's like, okay, that's kind of, uh, I don't know. It, you could have maybe researched it a little bit. Maybe, like, you know, bounced around a couple of things that could be funny coming out of a replicator. Like, not hot I mean, bananas. That seems so lame. I imagine that's what they did. And that's what they came that's up with. That's what they came up with. And that's how you know it's not going to last as a show. Because, you know, you and I, the beginning of the show, we riff. <laughs> we're bebopping and scatting, you know. We're just, <laughs> there's got to be a funnier thing that sounds funny. Because they even had that whole episode with Data, uh, and Joe Piscopo was on it, and like the, he was like, Data's like, show me what's funny, or show me what is funny, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I digress, as usual. <laughs> as usual. <laughs> How was your week? Uh, nothing special, doing work on things, and lots of stuff coming out of the garden this week, so I got oh, like yeah, eight yeah. watermelons, and... Mm. I don't even know how many green beans and lots of tomatoes suddenly. So I made some nice uh, pizza sauce and some oh. some arabiata sauce. Pizza sauce from raw so, tomatoes? Indeed. So how many tomatoes does it take to make a pizza sauce? Uh, so I had, mm, I don't know, maybe a dozen tomatoes. And I made the pizza sauce and the, the uh, pasta sauce out mm. of those. Do you blend them? So you blanch them so you can get the skins off, mm-hmm. and then you cook them down. Do you squeeze yeah, them so to get the seeds out? No, no, I just oh. put them in there. It was no big deal. Um, so yeah, so I ended up with like a whole bunch of sauce, and then I made part of it, took part of the sauce that I had cooked down. Um, I used my immersion blender to like just chop up Ooh, any chunks. I, I didn't want, those, I didn't want yeah. chunky. Right, right. Um, so once I had done that, I just had this like base tomato sauce that I could use to make the arabiata sauce or to make the pizza sauce. And so the pizza, I put some, you know, oregano and onion and garlic and whatnot, basil, uh, also from the garden. Nice. And then the, then the other one, it was just, you know, like garlic and some spicy peppers also from the garden. Mm. And, uh, it was delicious. So that's been good. The watermelons have been excellent. Yeah. So I'm yeah. very excited about that because we haven't had good luck in the past with the watermelons. Why is that? Uh, I don't know. Because my grandpa used to grow them and they did great. But I've never grown good watermelons until this year. Are they cross-pollinating so, with your cucumbers? They are not. Okay. Well, that's good I do stuff. not put them near each other. Uh, I got some pumpkins going, so that's great. I'm uh, going to have like 800,000 butternut squash. Oh. So... Those will last you the whole winter, won't they? They sure will, because I only 
you know, slightly like them. So <laughs> I only bought a couple, but they, they produce like zucchini. So, oh, well, we all know how much zucchini produce. Yeah. I've been a lot. trying to give them away yeah. to everyone. Oh, like coworkers. I'm like, Hey, you want some, you want some uh, zucchini there? I'm going to send you like a bushel of uh, jalapenos. A bushel. How much is that? It's like a big bucket. It's like half of a basket. Actually, it's like a big basket. Oh, okay. It's bushels. No buckets, though? It's like five pecks or something. I don't know. I'm not sure of the relationship between a peck and a bushel. Oh, you're right. That is, oh, that's, that's what I've been trying to think of for weeks now. I keep talking about, like, how much is in a bushel? Four pecks. A peck is, is a bushel. Pecks? Because, Pete, I don't know. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers, you know? He did. And that was less than a bushel. Fuck. Well, you know, we, I, we, my grandpa used to have like bushel baskets. Uh, they oh, have, of course, okay. Yeah, um, but I don't have those. I just have like grocery bags. So, <laughs> how much? Is, how many bushels <laughs> in a grocery bag? That's what I <laughs> less know. than one. Um, let's see how much. Okay, here's a, how many bushels in a peck. 0.25 U.S. bushels is in one peck. Well, so, peck is 2.327 U.S. liquid, liquid gallons. Liquid gallons. So I was right. Liquid there were four gallons. pecks in a bushel. That's weird how I was right about that. It was a complete guess. Weird. Imperial quartz. Here, let's see that. It's seven quartz. Yeah, but so there that's... There you go, yeah. So quartz is... Um, that's That's liquid measurement, though. Isn't it different, liquid and solid measurement? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Well, Probably. Yeah. So nothing else going on except next week I have to go into the school for, <laughs> for help. I'm so sorry. I tried to hold it in. You got to go you know, into the whatever. And, nah, it's yeah, fine. I have to go to school for the uh, you know professional development that we could have been doing from home. There's no reason. But since we're going to have students in a couple weeks anyway, we might as well just come in. And maybe, you know, infect everyone before school starts because all these fuckers <laughs> just gonna aren't start going. On it. Yeah, they're all going on vacation and going out places and might as well. You know, there's already eight outbreaks at schools just in the Washtenaw, Wayne, Macomb, like whatever region we are in Michigan. So might yeah. as well. Ridiculous. Bunch of motherfuckers. Yeah. Well, I think Big Gretch will shut us down, you know. Finally. I hope so. Well, I don't know what she's waiting for, you know? I don't know what she's waiting for either. I mean, if you've already got like 14 schools in Michigan who have outbreaks and it's like most schools haven't started yet. Yeah. Well, like, they've, uh, this is going to be a it's going to be a fucking disaster. I've just seen I just saw a thing that uh was a news story whatever that said like kids are like um even though they might not show symptoms, they are they have more um, like viruses in every breath than adults do. It's like more concentrated. Yeah, so that'll be good. And none of them, uh, none of them breathe through their nose. They're all a bunch of mouth breathers. So exactly. Delightful. <laughs> looking forward to it. Indeed. If you're also, by the way, looking forward to spreading coronavirus around, uh, send mm-hmm. it to us at thehourpod at gmail.com. Or you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash thehourpod and, you know, submit your resumes for when I die of coronavirus. Yeah, there's a, be a teaching position open. And if you see an interesting oh, story. I, oh. I meant for the pod. Oh, well, no, this pod is nothing without you. 
It's nothing without you, Jason. It's, it will come to an end if you die. I promise you. I'll just start a new I'm podcast sure. and it'll be better. <laughs> <laughs> but this one will all, no longer be, it, so it's it fine. It wouldn't be hard. Uh, it actually would. Yeah, I, I, so I had the other podcast before this, and there was like five episodes, I think, and those were very difficult to uh, produce. because It's hard to sustain that high level of drinking. <laughs> it is. Tell me about or it. Am I right? Tweet us at the hour pod on the Twitters. Yeah, or Instagram or whatever. So, what's happening in 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 the news of today, my friend? Well, oh. we've got some updates. Oh, good. Uh, in episode one hundred and seven, we digress a lot. <laughs> and uh, we, we talked do. about the Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about Detroit Metro Airport, and we had a little discussion about the Delta McNamara terminal. And we weren't sure who it was named after. Cause there's okay. a few McNamara's that are floating around. Uh, and I looked it up. It was Edward Howard McNamara who served as the Wayne County executive from 1987 to 2002. Also served as the mayor of Livonia, uh, from 1970 to 1986. He was a member of the Livonia city council from 62 to 70. Uh, but he oversaw the $1.6 billion expansion of Metro airport, uh, which is why they named the terminal after him. Uh, the, it included two new runways and the new terminal uh, that they named in his honor. Did so he die? there you go. Uh, he, no, I don't think so. I think he retired. He wasn't but, dead, and that's why they named it. I couldn't. They found someone else to name a terminal after, like I don't know, Rosa Parks, Martin Luther King Jr., John Dingle. <laughs> yeah, Edward Howard McNamara. Perfect. I guess. I guess he just died recently. Dingle. Oh, yeah, Dingle so. did. Yeah, you're right. Well, there you go. So McNamara. Also, uh, update in episode 108, it wasn't Billie Jean. Uh, We were talking about McDonald's face-to-face ordering. Yeah. Uh, And one thing I found out, McDonald's didn't have drive-thrus until 1975. What the fuck? Really? Yeah. That was their first drive-thru. However, I have not been able to find any information about the face-to-face drive-thru ordering online anywhere, with the exception of, like, one guy talking about it on like a message board on Reddit or something similar. Oh yeah. But I, re- I specifically remember it happening and my mom being so pissed. So do it. I. Yeah. So do I. So I don't know if this is like a weird Mandela thing or if it's like maybe Michigan was a trial of this kind of system. And oh, that's possible. We were just like the Guinea pigs and they're like, this doesn't fucking work. Mm-hmm. But I guess they thought it might from, a, from this guy's point of view, online who i don't even know who the fuck he is uh something to do with being more accurate because of the speakers or whatever uh he said it was the mid 90s i don't feel like it was the mid 90s because i feel like i was driving when it happened i thought it was late 90s when it happened yeah so interesting okay so i don't know maybe we'll do some if if you know any information send us some information about it because i can't find anything there's gotta have been Uh, someone that used to work at mcdonald's that remembers what, what had happened and they were pissed about it. Right? Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and I feel like also some of the problem I'm getting is face-to-face is a kind of like a keyword right now because of COVID. Oh, and right, so right, right. And so all this other stuff, uh, and it's not, it's not very helpful. So, Yeah, COVID is not very helpful. You're right about them. Uh, we have some corrections. Ooh, this is exciting. In episode 107, we digress a lot. I did not give my wife credit for her joke about Mark McGrath <laughs> is the Guy Fieri of music. That was her joke. I stole it. Uh, <laughs> I didn't so get it she, anyway. She, Why is she taking credit for it? 
Well, Guy Fieri sucks. He does. Like yep. a terrible cook. And Mark McGrath is the musical version of Guy Fieri. Okay. I guess I understand. I think they even have the frosted tips, too. Okay. Uh, also, she let me know that I made a mistake. It was not Old Navy that did the swing dance commercials in the like late 90s, early 2000s, whenever it was. It was Gap, though they are owned by the same company, or at least they were until recently, apparently. They got spun off. I don't know. Is that right? Recently? Yeah, like last year. Gap, Old Navy, Banana yeah, Republic, decided, uh, and Old uh, Navy's its own thing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Must also, be because Gab was in, about to go out of business, so they didn't want to lose Old Navy, too. <laughs> <laughs> Save Old Navy! <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's a trailer park joke there somewhere. Uh, also, in episode 108, uh, it wasn't Billie Jean, uh, we were talking about the Nasonex commercials, and I was pondering, I said, I thought it was Antonio Banderas who voiced the B, and it turns out it was! What, so, Really? I was correct. Looked it up. Uh, also, Jeff contended that it was cheaper to fly to Chicago, but in fact, Amtrak is cheaper uh, to go from Detroit to Chicago. It's $67. The cheapest flight I could find uh, was $97, and that was the price for American, Delta, and Continental. Uh, and that doesn't count the transportation to and from the airports. Uh, the time difference, though, it's four hours and 42 minutes to take the train. Uh, the flight is one hour and 27 minutes, but you're supposed to get there two hours before. So that's three hours and 27 minutes. So uh, I don't know. It seems like a almost a wash. Can um, can our listeners hear my eyes rolling right now? Hey, <laughs> we had to correct some incorrect information. It's it doesn't make sense to take Amtrak. Is what I was what I was saying when it's it's almost the same price to fly. No, what and then also you have to pay to park cheaper and faster. Anyway, and basically, okay. It's look, not. look, I was wrong. Okay, I'll admit it. <laughs> when I'm wrong, I admit it. I was wrong, but it's still bullshit. I'm not taking Amtrak to Chicago. <laughs> uh. I'm, I'm not saying you should take Amtrak to Chicago. No, I'm, I'm angry. just saying. <laughs> well, woo. Thanks. A lot. <laughs> hey, listen. Okay, back to my week. All right, I forgot. Oh, okay. Have you seen this show called Big Mouth? Have you seen this show? Nope. No idea what that is. So it's this show that um, it came out on Netflix like a couple of years ago, I think. And like I kept seeing like the little advertisements for it, but it didn't look like something that I would want to watch. It's like uh, it's an animated show. And the characters have these big heads, and it was supposed to be like this really raunchy show or whatever. And mm-hmm. I was just like, this just it just doesn't seem like my kind of comedy. Blah blah blah. Little did I know that um, uh, John Mulaney and uh, Maya Rudolph and mm-hmm. Fred Armisen are in it, and like the okay. Do you remember the guy um, that was the the loud? Was the loud Nate? No, not the loud neighbor. The loud brother on Mad About You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what we're talking about. Yeah, that guy does a voice in it, and like it is, it is so funny. Like I haven't so I haven't had to pause a show because I was laughing so hard since Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. It is oh, it's okay. so funny. I recommend highly recommend it. Um, I'll have to look that up. I've you, heard good things also about um, Central Park. Central it's an animated Park. show. Okay. I'm not sure where it might be an Apple TV show. Oh, yeah. So I won't watch possibly. it. Possibly. I think it's got Kristen Bell in it, possibly, Ooh. and someone else, big name. I'm intrigued. Kind of person. 
I hear it's very funny. That's yeah. all I know. I haven't looked into it, but it, when you said animated, very funny, it popped in my head. So. Yeah, so just go if 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 you're not sure if you want to watch it, Big Mouth, go to the first episode, watch like the first intro, and that's exactly what you need to know about the entire show. And like it's it's just, and I know it's it's only going to get better because I've heard things about how how much better it is, and I don't like to build things up too much, but it's the funniest show I've seen in a year. <laughs> <laughs> that's not building up. <laughs> right, right, exactly. It's only the funniest High, thing that's ever been created. It's only a little bit funny, and I only like medium recommend it. How about that? I don't believe you based on your glowing review prior to that. It's only a glowing review because uh, I am, I am, I've had a couple drinks. Uh And last, some feedback. Uh-oh. Uh, Becky says our new theme song sounds more angry than our old theme song. Angry? But, yeah, she has an angry. So, all right. She thought it seemed more angry. Well, I've got news it's for you. It's 2020, so, you know, that's I've, how we are today. I've got news for your wife. It's the same sounds, just rearranged differently. <laughs> I mean, it sounds a little more aggressive, I would say. Yeah, okay. So, like, the, the first low one, it was like, like that. And now it's like, no, 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 no. And then the DDD comes in later. But they're all yeah, still yeah, yeah. there. I, I'm going to give you some personal feedback right now. I was listening to the episode last week and, you know, at the end, I think, or yeah. maybe the beginning. I don't know. The music was a bit loud. Hard to hear. Oh, shit. We yeah. Still, maybe maybe I forgot to turn it down or something. No, it was down. It just wasn't down enough. Okay. So. I don't Real-time ever listen. Feedback. You're <laughs> on, on, I, I'm our sound engineer. I have no idea what the sound sounds like from day to day, <laughs> every week to week. Busy you sitting around watching sports? Yeah, sports. <laughs> love it. Speaking I love sports. sports. Oh, yeah. A homeless man in Florida what? allegedly stole up to $1,200 of merchandise and food while living in a luxury suite of a Tampa Bay soccer stadium for over two weeks. Have you ever been to a, a, a luxury suite? I have at uh, Joe Lewis. What? You did? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So jealous. our friends, uh, they, she, I can't. Yeah. So she worked for a company and they had a luxury suite for, you know, like schmoozing clients yeah, and course. whatnot. Yeah. And they had Cirque du Soleil come through and <laughs> they had no clients who were interested. Yeah. And so when that happens, they're like, all right, who wants the tickets? And she was like, yoink. <laughs> and so we got to go sit up at this luxury suite, which the suite was awesome. It was really cool for the show. It was probably too high. Right. Like we're so far away from everything. You're like higher it than the so trapeze or whatever. We we definitely were higher than the trapeze. <laughs> <laughs> we had to look down on the trapeze. Uh, but it was an amazing experience. So I had a lot of fun. I very much enjoyed it. It was really cool to see. Yeah. Uh, I would have liked to have actually seen like uh, a hockey game or something there. I've never been to oh, a hockey game. Interesting. Uh, but hockey I think it would be fun cool to be in, you know, a nice suite for those things. I've also been in the suites. Uh, I it's not really they're not really sweets, but they're like the the club level at the University of Michigan Stadium. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, like up at the big towers and like there's you know, plush seats and they're indoors and you know, they have like carved uh brisket sandwiches, which was one of the jobs that I, I had while we so we worked in you, them. You were carving some uh, brisket. So they so what they do is they get you they get like charity groups like 
nonprofits to come and work. And then you get like a portion of how much you make or for us, because it was in that thing, we got like a flat amount, I believe. Okay. Um, we were selling for the most part, we were selling Zegerman's like baked goods, like cakes and pies and all that kind of stuff. And then occasionally they need one of us to go help the carving station, like down the concourse a little bit. Yeah. So you're sitting there like, Hey kid, you want some brisket? Yeah. Hey, so well, hey, how thick you want it? You want a half inch? You want a quarter well, the, inch? What you want? Well, the guy who was like the carver would like cut a little bit off and like put it down underneath for us to eat. So oh. he's like, here's the meat. And here's, here's a little cut of the meat. That, yeah, that's how they came up with like your cut, right? I'm gonna get basically, you your cut. yeah. I cut it uh, as thin as I could. So and uh, we got some, we got some leftover like cakes and stuff like that. That's if, nice. Uh, we didn't sell it all by the end. I uh, went it was, and saw. I mean, it made us it made us good money while we did it. But it was really cool. We had the the governor, who was a is a complete asshole. Big not Gretch? our current governor. No, no, no. The the nerd. Ingler. Oh, uh, not Ingler. Hi, Snyder. I'm Rick Snyder. So he had tickets on on our floor, and so we saw him his family a few times in like the back of his head once, and I was just like, boo! I didn't boo, but I. <laughs> I didn't see him, but if I had, I would have been like, Boo. He's, such, he's such a weenie. He's like, hi, I'm Michigan Governor Rick Snyder, and I'm going to Washington to ask the tough questions. And they're like, <laughs> Flint, what a crisis happened. Is the tough question, like, how did you get this job? <laughs> right, exactly. So I went and saw Cirque du Soleil one time at um, uh-huh. the Palace of Auburn Hills when it still existed. So I went there and saw Wait, did we go together? No. No? Okay, because we saw it at the Palace of Auburn Hills as well. Was it inside the palace? It was not. It was in a tent in the parking lot. It was in a tent in the fucking parking lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was not what I expected. I expected, like, high-flying trapeze people flying around the I mean, scoreboard were... and stuff. Uh, and it no, was no, good. It was in the tent. We were was... in the very last row, too. Mm. It was in a tent in the parking lot. I was so pissed. It was still cool. So we saw the Cirque du Soleil in Disney World. They have a like permanent theater there for a permanent show that does not travel around. It's just there in Disney World. Uh, and so we went and saw that. It was really fun. Yeah. And it's like, you know, they're high flying and what whatnot. Sure. So. They're bebopping and scatting and you're losing yeah. it. You know? And there's no homeless people living in the uh, special uh, luxury suites. Yeah. So using surveillance footage, the police determined that Daniel Albert Neha or Naja, 39, had been living in the luxury suite since July 26th, and they arrested him. Because what better use of our police force is uh, arresting homeless people for being in a home? (laughs) Well, he did steal $1,200 of merchandise and food. Yeah, but that's like face value. It probably only cost the arena like $12. They mark it up. Oh, yeah. I I mean, I'm sure $1,200 of merchandise, that's what, like two T-shirts and a thing of nachos? Two T-shirts, a thing of nachos, and a hot dog. That's all it was. He was discovered when an employee of All Lang Stadium, home to the Tampa Bay Rowdies Soccer Club, found blankets in the luxury suites. I mean, he was shocked. He's like, there's someone in a soccer stadium? Right. All Lang or is it Al? I don't know. Al Lang? All. A.I. Lang? Al. Al Lang? We'll say Al Lang. Yeah. It's Florida. It's Al. Al. It's Al Lang Stadium. Hey, like soccer. Neha we stole $1,000 worth of merchandise from the team store and $200 worth of fruit. So we were right. It was, uh, yeah, it was a hot dog. It was a couple t-shirts, nachos, and a hot dog. 
<laughs> he was arrested on charges of third-degree felony burglary, burglary and first-degree <laughs> misdemeanor of resisting an officer without violence. Uh, his bond is currently set for 5150 Dude, why is his bond higher than what he took? Because our criminal justice system is fucked up. So say burglary again. Burglary. <laughs> the first time you said it, like I was like, oh, this guy could be president. Yeah, I fucked it up, and then I tried it again. Right. Do you remember criminals? Remember that? The criminals, you said? Anyway. Are they... Can you find them at Yosemites? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's very unusual, and it's the sort of thing that probably would only happen during COVID, because under normal circumstances, the stadium would be full of people, and luxury suites would be in use and cleaned regularly, said police spokesman Yolanda Fernandez, who has no idea because it's a soccer stadium. Of course it wouldn't be full. <laughs> Yolanda doesn't know soccer. <laughs> you, know those, uh, you know those Bo Knows commercials? That's her, that's her problem. She, like, knows soccer from... You know, other countries. Right. She'd be like, yo, no, soccer. Right. In Brazil, maybe. I don't know. Boy. (laughs) Well, you know, let's put him in jail and let's give him a house. And honestly, it'll cost the taxpayers more than whatever the fuck that price was that he spent. $2,000, whatever it was. $1,200. Exactly. Just let him go. I hate, I hate, ugh. Blech. (laughs) <laughs> Speaking of things I hate uh, oh? Driving Driving is the worst I So I don't mind driving I just hate all the other drivers You know I generally don't enjoy driving either though Yeah well, like, The I'm, other drivers are definitely the worst part of it Yeah Now I'll go on a road trip in a second Because I love road trips Because the cars all have windows these days, you know, about the windows. And you can, like, look out the windows and see things you've never seen before, like mountains and, like, you know, a gas station that has a big statue of corn on top of it. Like that kind of stuff. McDonald's. McDonald's. A a man masturbating in a van. Down by the river. No, it was on the highway. Oh. So Michigan is working to build... A first-in-the-nation connected and autonomous vehicle corridor in southeast Michigan. That's great, because nothing first ever happens here anymore. It all happens in Florida and California. So this will be good. The proposed roadway would stretch from downtown Detroit to Ann Arbor, along the way connecting Detroit Metro Airport, the American Center for Mobility in Ypsilanti, and the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor as it parallels parts of I-94. Very nice. Very nice. My problem is there have been a lot of promises about things with transportation that will happen in downtown Detroit, and they never come to fruition. Well, to be fair, it's not happening in downtown. It's leaving downtown Oh, Detroit. okay. Well, good. Yeah. Well, that'll be And fine. that happens all the time. Because they want people to live in Ann Arbor but work in Detroit because no one wants to live in Detroit. Right? That is – I. I mean, that's kind of how suburbs work. I mean, uh, unless they already live there, in which case they probably want to. I don't know. There is some Detroit pride out there. I'll give them that. Uh, So the American Center for Mobility is right near uh, the old bomber plant in in Michigan. They they like, have you driven down that way lately? I have, yeah. You know how they've changed all the roads and like blocked off some parts that used to be where you used to drive. And that's all part of their autonomous vehicle testing thing yeah, that they did. I think it's neat. So I like it. When I worked at the University of Michigan, that was a project that my office was working with. Was the uh, 
the thing? Uh, was your office the one that put up the the fake um like <laughs> plants on the fences to block views? Uh, <laughs> no, it, so it wasn't specifically like our uh, our um institute wasn't like running it, but like one of the guys in our institute was like the big guy. He was a complete jackass. Like couldn't stand the guy. Uh, but he was like the big automated vehicle guy. And so he was doing interviews on like NPR about it and blah, blah, blah. And he, he was a jackass though. So <laughs> fuck that guy. Uh, so planners, planners hope it, <laughs> it, you go. Planners hope it would be a visible tool to attract next generation talent and help revise the region's narrative of decline. Oh, we want to make it very clear. Michigan is the undisputed leader in the nation's automotive landscape, whether that is building cars, improving infrastructure, or creating an ecosystem to solve the biggest challenges in future mobility, said Governor. Motherfuckers. Big Gretch. Do you see the motherfuckers thing? No. Have you seen that? No. So, so before her speech at the DNC convention, uh, she was doing like mic tests and stuff. And she was like, it's shark week. And then she was like, but it's not just shark week. It's shark week. And then mouth motherfuckers. Oh, did she? Yeah. For real? And she's like, yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. Like That's you funny. see the, the video of it. I'll look it up. Um, that must be why she wasn't the the vice presidential nomination nominee. nominee. <laughs> She's that too... decision was made before she said that. Oh, okay. I was going to say she's too, uh, you know, cussy. Well, you know, after Biden and then Kamala will run and Big Gretch could be her uh, running mate, could be a double lady candidate. Ooh, a double lady. Ticket. That's, what, that's what all the bros are looking for. Chick on chick <laughs> action, you know what I'm saying? No, I mean... Stop, stop. Okay, I'm sorry. You're degrading Big Gretch. Following a competitive bidding process, Cavenue, a subsidiary of Sidewalk Infrastructure Partners, an affiliate of Google Parent Alphabet Inc. That was a mouthful. Wasn't it? It's like it's like watching the beginning of a movie. And it's like 800 different. (laughs) Uh, That's like that company minutes of credits. Right was chosen to the family guy did a thing about that where it's like, Oh, now's the start of the movie. And it's always just like the, another production company. Mm-hmm. So that, that company was chosen to lead the project. Nobody cares. The company is partnering with Ford and the Michigan department of transportation to explore infrastructure and financing challenges to build the roadway. Okay. So I've got a question. What, what mm-hmm. the fuck? Like why? Uh, so if they're self-driving cars, they can drive on regular roads. Right. So why would we care? Well, I think part of it is they want to test and prove that it's, it works. And so they kind of want like a – so what I imagine is what they need to do is kind of create its own lane. So you know when you go down to Washington, D.C., and they've got like the HOV lanes that like separate from the regular highway? Yeah. I, I imagine they want to do something similar. So – but – if so like a have... special lane for the driverless cars to, you know, speed along past everyone else's bullshit. If we're going to have self-driving cars out there driving on regular roads, don't we want to drive them on Michigan roads, the worst roads in the country? Like regular Michigan I... roads without infrastructure improvements and shit? <laughs> I think that's one of the problems is that it's hard to automate the vehicles with our shitty ass roads. That, well, that improve the cars, not the roads, because the roads aren't going to improve. No, no, obviously, the roads are the problem. No, but they're not like going to improve. Obviously, off. Gretch has been yeah, in power so. for how long? 
And she's what, not she's done, the damn roads yet. She's done nothing with the damn roads. Well, she's, I don't know. They're she's paying concentrating all the place around us. She's concentrating on some dumb pandemic or whatever. Yeah, and Shark Week, motherfuckers. <laughs> Other partners include the American Center for Mobility and the University of Michigan. Uh, the exact route has yet to be determined, and a feasibility study may take two years to complete. <sighs> okay, so boring. Next. <laughs> So Jason, at one point, I think you said um, that, I don't know if you said it on the podcast or not on the podcast, but you thought like the whole love languages thing was bullshit, Mm, right? Just Absolutely. like psychiatry and stuff. So uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I keep bringing it up. I love bringing it up because you're like, no, no, no. It's not what I said. Not what I said. <laughs> it's psychology, right? You thought it was bullshit? It's some psychological theories. Oh, okay. Oh, like Especially Freud. looking into like Freud and, yeah. you know, because Oedipal complex. If all there's that anybody nonsense. that does not want to fuck their mother, I think it's you. <laughs> Uh, so the love languages thing uh if you've been together it's, it's funny um in in the dating world uh if you like immediately start talking about love languages you know that you've been through some fucked up shit because <laughs> <laughs> like what is happening why isn't this working oh the love languages are all messed up right so i thought it would be cool if we both took the love languages test and like took it for ourselves and you would take it for like a, a couple and i would take it for a single person Okay, um, sure. And we can see what our love languages are and see how accurate or inaccurate mm. they are. And we are uh, using... I can predict mine right now. You can predict yours already? I predict wh- how accurate I think it is right now. How accurate and how accurate you think it'll be? Complete and utter bullshit. Complete and utter bullshit. All right, so we're at 5lovelanguages.com. I, 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 I think I dislike love languages more than Briggs, Myers-Briggs. So. Really? Oh, so this oh, will be absolutely. good then. Okay, good, good. All right, so we're going to take the test separately, and then we'll be right back. The Hour Podcast is brought to you by Shoutable. Do you like listening to books on tape, but are old and can't hear them? Try Shoutable. It'll yell Charles Dickens right in your ear. Or wherever you get your other podcasts, or wherever you listen to Rush Limbaugh. Okay, so we should say that the, uh, the, the five love languages that are listed here are physical touch... Which is obvious. Acts of service, like doing things for people, receiving gifts, uh, quality time, spending quality time with them, and like words of affirmation. So um, there were a lot of questions um, around like, would you rather like, would you would it be more meaningful if someone you loved gave you a gift or like spent time with you or essentially it was all like one or the other. Um, so and what, go ahead. And so is this like so the result is this when it says your primary love language is one of those five things, does that mean I see love in that way? It means you feel so love. Me lo- like to show me love, you have to do this thing or I show love by doing that thing. Like, am I someone who shows love through giving words of affirmation or is that how I see love? And if you're not giving me words of affirmation, I think you don't love me because I'm a 14 year old boy. 
<laughs> so this specific one, and so there's, I think there are others that like how you show love for other people, but this one specifically is like, how do you feel loved uh, mm-hmm. by from by someone else? Okay. And I think, so um, this type of stuff for me, I wasn't just thinking about like a romantic partner. I, f- I feel love from friends and I feel love for friends. And so sure. I included Absolutely. friends in this too. Um, so what are your results here, buddy? Uh, the results said a uh, quality time is uh, the way I receive love. Sorry, I still don't understand. It's it's you feel loved when other people spend quality time with you. Oh, okay. So okay. one of the questions was like, uh, do you feel more love when someone spends time with you when they're not on their phone? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't enjoy that. Um, we, we used to have a thing about like when we went out to restaurants, like mm. no one was supposed to be on their phone. And we'd always make a joke like, you know, this isn't an Applebee's. Put your phone away. <laughs> uh, and then one time we went to an Applebee's and everyone had their phone out. And they're like, we are at an Applebee's. And we're like, well, shit the bed. We can't say anything about it. That's hilarious. This isn't an Applebee's. <laughs> to anything <laughs> negative that anyone's doing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, we're out, we're out of ice. Do you want me to just get you some plain water? This isn't an Applebee's. Make some ice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, acts of service. What's your percentage for acts of service? Uh, no, no, it's quality time. Oh, I'm sorry, quality time. Thirty-seven uh, percent. Oh, that's high. That's high, bro. Is but it? I could I could totally see that with you. You like to go on vacations. You like to go on trips and stuff. You love this podcast with me. Like this is uh, quality time is important to you. I think quality time is important in general. Yeah. With, as we said, as you said, with uh, more than just like romantic kind of things, like when I'm spending time with people, I am enjoying that time I'm spending with people. So sure. It, I like, like you said, I like going on vacations with people, doing things, going and seeing stuff, et cetera, et cetera. So sure. Yes. I enjoy quality time. Okay. So if I were to want to, show you how much I love you, no homo, then I would, I would want to spend quality time with you, which is actually like we've planned a lot of stuff um, mm-hmm. that we haven't ever done. <laughs> we've planned a lot of stuff about going on <laughs> trips together stuff. or whatever. But we've also like we've done some Star Trek nights with my oldest daughter. Yeah. And, you know, we've done some stuff like that. So. And I never uh, buy you gifts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but this is like a friendship thing. Like buying gifts to friends can be a little weird. Depending on the situation, I mean, yeah, yeah. So, so what was your I mean, like? You bought uh, me like like birthday gifts, like you bring me over a nice bottle of whiskey or something like that, you know. But do you know what's funny? It's why you know why I bring that bottle of whiskey with you with me because I want to drink it with you. Like that's that is <laughs> I don't care about the whiskey. I just want to spend the time, like have a new experience with you, or something neither of us have experienced oh, before. Sure. Sure. <laughs> well, I feel like I feel like we've experienced drinking a bottle of whiskey many times. Yes, yes indeed we have. The the podcast is a perfect example of quality time because it's just me and I, you I, talking. And I, I will say it. since since COVID, uh, my my money spent on whiskey is way down. <laughs> Cuz my drunk ass is coming over and my <laughs> my alcohol consumption at my house has gone way up. I think it's cuz I'm not drinking at your place. So what was well, your see, uh, my has gone way down because <laughs> If people aren't here, I don't drink. Right, right. Because it's quality time Except, thing, well, man. So my wife has been doing these cocktail things. Like she's right. trying out these different cocktails. And so we've been doing a little bit of that where we have a drink or two uh, to try out these new cocktails. So that's fun. Yeah. I've discovered uh, a gin fizz. Fantastic. 
Jen? Very like who's Jen? Jen? Oh, you said Jen. Yeah. I'm sorry. You said Jen. Jen. I was like, who the fuck is Jen, and why is she there? Well, we can't all talk like trailer park. Talk folk. like they talk on TV and the news. Yeah, you're right. Okay, what was your uh, what was your least one? Your least percentage. Uh, the s- smallest was receiving gifts. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Seven percent. But oh. So again, my problem with this is that it's dividing up things that aren't divided up. Like, okay, you're taking all of these things into account. Like, if you got me a very nice gift, I would equally see that as like showing love, as spending quality time, or speaking words that are kind, uh, or doing something. Like, all of these things. I'm going to receive the same way because I'm a human being can understand that people will do things for you and they can show that they care about you in lots of different ways. Uh, yeah. Cause I think you're an emotionally intelligent person and you can tell like when someone has really thought about you and buys a good gift, right? You, you get that. And I, I guess I get that too. eh, Or that they are, you know, like my grandpa was not a very emotional, available kind of person. Mm. He didn't spend quality times with us. He didn't say like words of affirmation. Uh, but, you know, he would do stuff for us. That's like, probably because of his love languages. <laughs> uh, and so interpreting that as, you know, he knew that I was planning on moving to an apartment. And he was like, oh, you know, I found this dresser because I know you don't have one. And so here I bought this dresser at, as I was driving to get more beer and I was like, all right, well, you know, he was thinking about me and that's the best that he can do. So, yeah, that's, so I, I mean, think, that's, that's sweet. Did he really do that? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's really true. Sweet. The, the dresser I had in our apartment when we lived in the apartment, really? he had bought it for me from, it was like a yard sale that he saw and he like went in and saw that there was a dresser. And so he pulled over and bought it and brought it home and. That was the dresser I used for a number of years. That's a sweet so. story. Well, and it's not like you're like, well, fuck you, Grandpa. I'll fuck you with this dresser. I'd rather spend time with yeah, you. You're supposed to be quality time. <laughs> right, right. So you, you get it. But it's it's and That's none the of thing. these. Like I, Go ahead. Uh, like you said, it's. I think it's about emotional intelligence. And if you are completely deaf to that, then you need nonsense like this. Uh, but if you're a reasonable adult who can understand this this just is meaningless to you. I think, uh, I think maybe I disagree with you. <laughs> I definitely disagree with you because I don't think this is nonsense because I think it's real. Feel free because as, as we said, I am willing to fight you. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. So I, I, uh, I don't know how deep I want to get into this. So I am not like an acts of service person. Like I don't need someone to do something for me to feel loved. Like, like, Vacuum the floor. But if someone does, but if someone does, do you see that as love? I appreciate it, but no, I don't see that as love. I I just think they were like one of the vacuum. You don't see it as like they're cleaning. Okay, well they're not doing it for me; they're doing it for themselves. Well, all right. So there's a difference there in you know acts of service. They're if they're trying to show you love, vacuuming the floor is not what they're going to do. They need to find something that you find important and do that for you. That's what an act of service right. love would be. Like, so like uh, if you 
receiving gifts, for example. So I don't mm-hmm. wear watches. I wear an Apple watch. But if someone bought me like a really expensive gold watch, I don't know how I would react. Like, oh, thank you? Like some people would just be like, oh my gosh, he bought me this really expensive gold watch or whatever. And I just, oh, he loves me so much. I, I just am not, I'm just not that kind of person. And I, this is, but again, it's reflected exactly I, in this, uh, in this thing that I did. But again, if someone did that, they really wouldn't know you all that well. Because if they yeah. knew you, they would know that you have an Apple watch and buying yeah. you a big expensive Apple watch would be worthless to you. But if they went out and, you know, got something more appropriate, like, I don't know, the thing that Michael Dorn wore on his head because he was Worf and it's like the original whatever. It was like, you know, I've got this thing for you. I spent $5,000 on this for you. I Man. You might appreciate that more. Well, they're not going to tell you how much they spent on it. That would be completely inappropriate. I know, but still, I'm so uncomfortable with that whole situation. Uh, man, I'm I, just, I just don't. I just don't want it. So I'm just my, saying you would appreciate that more though than a gold watch. I would appreciate it more than a gold watch, but I would. <laughs> and you would see that the person thought about you, thought about what you liked, and got you something that matches who you are and what you enjoy. But listen, instead of buying me a fake forehead, why don't you just give me some head? You know, I'm a I'm a physical touch guy. Why not that just give like me an that? Act of service. <laughs> to some people, it would be. <laughs> Uh, so I'm like 33% physical touch. That's my most. And then acts of service is 3% for me. So uh, i like, and I'm actually bigger. So wait, 33 was your physical touch. Yeah. And then 30% is words of affirmation, which is surprising because I, I words of affirmation are my second least. Really? So you don't care if people like, wow, great job, Jason, whatever. I, (laughs) I feel like sometimes my employers don't know how to deal with me (laughs) because because they're like, hey, great job. And I'm like, yeah, I don't care about that. So, uh, <laughs> they just need to spend quality like, time with you, apparently. Or they, they're like, uh, you know, they do things where they have snacks come around. Or they're like, we're going to get you some Dunkin' Donuts or something. And I'm just like, yeah, I, I don't want that. <laughs> like, like, we're going to bring the coffee cart around. And I was like, I don't drink coffee. Like, oh, how about a soda? Don't want a soda. I drink water. Why and so they're like, just... fine, we'll get you water. They're like, fine, we'll get you water. And it's like, please don't get me water because I bring my own water, my oh own my thing. Gosh. Like, Why don't you just like someone? Okay, so if someone is at work and they're like, hey, like I, I got you these things. And it was like five different things. You can choose one of these, like a, let's say candy. And I don't want any candy right then. I'd say, okay, oh my gosh, they, thank you so, so much. That. And I would take some that. candy and I just around. leave it on my desk. Yeah, yeah. They come around with a cart with like a like a bunch of candy and stuff. And like, you know, I get stuff and I'm like, okay, thanks. But I don't I'm like, I feel so appreciated. I'm like, cool, thanks. This is the only reason you do shit like that is when you don't pay people enough to begin with. Well, I, that's there's no arguing there. I'm just so, saying, like, if they're like coffee cart, I, like, oh, thank you so much. Like, do you have tea or whatever? You know, or like if you don't like just now have a cup and just don't drink it. I'm not gonna drink fucking Lipton. So like chill. All I'm here. saying is anyway, well, let's that's so, completely right, beyond the actually, point. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> I do have a coworker and I did something. I don't remember what I did for this coworker or maybe it was, Oh no, it was for my birthday. Like, so the coworker has a student who uh-huh. is in one of my classes. Sure. And so for my birthday, they brought me, they know that I drink tea. And so they brought me a thing of tea from, uh, I don't remember Tim Hortons or Starbucks or like someplace. And I was like, Oh, thank you very much. I was very kind. I took it. I did drink it, <laughs> but I bring my own tea. Yeah. I don't need your tea. 
right. which is probably why receiving gifts is seven percent for me. I really don't give a shit. That's like I love how you're calling it like bullshit, but you're also like saying, "Oh yeah, of course it's right." <laughs> so it, no, no, no. So I'm saying the idea of breaking these up into individual things and saying that you are a quality time person. I say that is bullshit. I I, I because have to disagree. Thirty-seven percent is barely a third. So that means two-thirds of my whatever is something other than that. Yeah. So the majority of me is not quality time. Right. So You're quality the, time is just a plurality. Yeah, that's exactly so what it's saying. I receive, I receive love through quality time. No, I don't. I only receive a third of my love through quality time. The most two of thirds the five. of my love are other things. Do you think there are other types of love that uh, one can receive that is not part of these five? I think that this is a simplified, childish way of looking at love. Wow. All right. Well, and I, I think you have to take an entire account of everything uh, to to do this. You can't just break it up into, well, you know, it's quality time. That's the way you show me. Like if you're sitting here going, well, you know, the way you show me love is an act of service. Well, no, I can show you love lots of different ways. If you are too emotionally illiterate to understand that people can love you more than just that way, then that's a problem with you. Mm, So I, Again, I got to disagree with you here because from experience, I know that if you're like number one way you feel loved is physical touch and you don't get any physical touch, you will not feel loved. And it doesn't matter if that person is like, oh, like, and they're doing all the other things. Like if they're not doing any of that first one, you will not feel it. And well, yes, something is at zero. Yeah. And that's something that's important to you. Yeah. But you can still feel love in other ways. Yeah, but you don't still you still don't feel fulfilled. Like if I never got a gift again, I'd be fine. But if someone like didn't pat me on the shoulder and if I couldn't hug my friends, I would not be okay or spend time with them. I would not be okay with that. No, but if you have someone who like gets you gifts that are great or saying like you're doing a great job on your podcast. Oh, I love your music. Hey, why don't we go do a thing? Hey, like we don't have physical touch. You and I don't? Not really. Uh, we hug every once in a while, I think. Yeah. But, occasionally. But only because I, I'm a huge hugger and I just feel like I hug people too much. I'm just <laughs> so saying. I don't, I don't ever initiate the hug because I feel like, well, I'm going to be too much. I don't want to be too much on somebody. It, it's okay. I don't mind hugs. So. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I, I'm just saying that that is a very low thing, but I don't feel you don't think I, that you think I don't care about. Well, okay. So let's, let's take you and I uh, as in our friendship, for example, like I, I know that I could touch you on the shoulder and it would be okay. Or I can hug you and it would be okay. I don't like necessarily get physical touch from you, but that's okay. I don't feel unloved because of that. Because I can, that's we what have, I oh man. Okay. Well, maybe I proved <laughs> you right. <laughs> but if you had to choose if you had to guess of these five because I, I assume your wife is going to take this now if she hasn't already because she does the I other ones I, yeah. yeah i mean she likes to you know d- we discuss these things afterwards so we can yeah um see what's going on so like when we did the myers-briggs we talked about that for a few days afterwards right. um so if you had to choose your wife's I, number one one what do you think it would be um i feel like well, oh, so wait, wait, maybe I, we should like put this aside and let her take the test without this knowledge. 
Oh. Right? And then see yeah. if you were right. All right. So here's what I'm going to do. Okay. I'm going to send her a text right now. Oh. And say, I'm going to ask her to take the, the test so that I can predict before she hears the show. Nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. So I feel like, you know, we're very quality time oriented. So I mm-hmm. feel like that's probably going to be one of the higher ones. However, I also know that she is more of a, like, if you do things for her, that's how she. Oh, acts of like service. The yeah, service yeah. kind of thing. Like, um, putting away my dishes or, um, if she's busy and whatever, doesn't have time to do something and I do something for her, you know, those kind of things I think she appreciates quite a lot. So I feel like those two probably will be on the higher end of things. I imagine she probably will be similar with her receiving gifts option. I feel like that would possibly be one of her lower, but I guess only time will tell. Only time will tell. I, I think she would be a little higher on receiving gifts than you though. Because she does like receiving gifts, and she like. Because um, I always think she about doesn't... like, what does somebody post on like social media about when it happens? And she does post a lot about like if she gets a gift, she posts it, like she takes a picture of it. And I don't know if that's just to show appreciation to the person for thanking them for the gift, like by telling everybody about it, or if she just really likes receiving gifts that much, you know. I mean, she uh, likes receiving gifts, but I don't think that that's like her prime motivator because right, right. You know, she hates when people asks her, you know, things that she wants, like Christmas lists, that kind of thing. Like, she hates that. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Interesting. And she's like, I don't know. Like, because we can buy what we want for ourselves. That's what I'm saying. There's, there's not things, like, that you really can get us. And so, like, quality time things, like our gift giving and our gift receiving that we enjoy the most are, you know, when we do things. We'll do, like, cooking classes together or yeah, we'll go yeah. out thing together or we'll do some sort of, like, you know, the... One of those things where you go and paint and drink wine. Oh, like the what do you call whatever it? those are called? The yeah. it, it it rhymes, doesn't it? The drink and sink or the pour and, pour and paint. Pour and paint. paint. Paint and pour. It doesn't rhyme, and that's dumb. Um, well, I think your wife's two lowest ones are going to be words of affirmation and physical touch. That's what I think. You think so? Yeah. But, uh, I'm talking about your wife because I don't want to have one of my own <laughs> to talk about. <laughs> Well, I'll just glom onto yours. That's what she said. But anyways. All right. Are we done with this? Uh, yeah. Sorry. I'm typing. Okay. So I guess if, if my thing is, if you're having problems in your relationship or you're starting a new relationship, perhaps like you should know, like these, maybe these base things, or you should find out these base things to know how someone feels love. I think if they're more quality time person or more gift giving person, that should be, you should be aware of that before you start in with a relationship with them. Or if you're having problems, like I said, that's my thing with this. The other okay. thing is mm-hmm. <laughs> I had a fantastic drink earlier today. Uh, oh. I, uh, it was a blended or like a slushy Moscow mule. Interesting. Bro. It was so good. So like um, you take a, a cup of vodka and then, no, no, it said half a cup of vodka and a cup of ginger beer. So I was just like a cup and a cup. <laughs> and, uh, like, put it in your blender and, like, put some ice or, like, two cups of ice or whatever with it and blend it up. Ooh, it's so good. Mm, like, ginger beer, like, the it, it, the blending kind of takes all the fizz out of it and stuff. But, like, mm-hmm. oh, man, it's so good. 
I wish I had another one, but I ran out of um, ginger beer. You know, they sell it at Costco. But a ginger beer? Yeah. Unfortunately, I could not a good brand too. walk to a Costco because I was already drunk off the first one. <laughs> off that cup but of you could walk to a, uh, what, what's the nut? The Sam's Club. I, they may have it there as well. Uh, well, I could probably, I, you know, there's a liquor store across the street. You know, I could um, like take, oh, my, that's true. take my drone over to Sam's Club. That would be good. <laughs> load it up. Yeah, load it up with Just some... Put a little uh, post-it on there and be like, <laughs> put some ginger beer in here. Right, ginger beer. Drops here's my money. card. Right, yeah. <laughs> that seems safe. It should have like a little, you know, the Apple Pay thing on it. What if the uh, what if an eagle snatches the drone out and then uses your credit card to buy a whole bunch of like shoes? Shoes. <laughs> eagle feet. Yeah. Eagle foot shoes. What size are you, bro? Uh, I'm like a three and a toddler. Caw, caw. <laughs> I want some nice, sexy pumps. <laughs> I remember those um, those commercials where the guy was like, should have bought a Falcon. <laughs> I, I do not. Those had me laughing. Oh, man, those were good. Anyway, what were, so... What, selling? Uh, insurance, I think. <laughs> yeah. It's gotcha, good selling gotcha, for insurance, gotcha. yeah. So a bald <laughs> eagle uh-huh. has snatched, not itself bald, uh, but no, has snatched... He's not using Rogaine back at the nest. <laughs> right, right. It has snatched a $950 drone belonging Ooh. to the state of Michigan, and I assume Big Gretch was flying it, uh, that was being <laughs> flown to document shoreline erosion damage in the Upper Peninsula. So I assume this is on like Lake Superior or whatever, which is obviously the best lake. It's in the name. It's, it's Eagle Week, motherfuckers. <laughs> After a brief tussle, the bird ripped off one of the propellers from the small spinning aircraft and sent it to the bottom of Lake Michigan near Escanaba. That sounds more dramatic than it is. It it was actually like part of the lake that wasn't far from shore and it wasn't really that deep. So, Oh, okay. Well, it wasn't superior. But I can't wait for Jeff Daniels' uh, retelling of the story, Escanaba in the drone light. <laughs> Have you seen Escanaba in the moonlight? No, that was so stupid. I'm sorry. So <laughs> I apologize to all of our listeners for saying that. Uh, so a friend of mine, uh, he was in a production of it. Is that right? And, at the Purple Rose? Uh, so no, they were doing it at the gym theater in downtown Detroit. Mm. Uh, but I think it was, I don't know if he was affiliated with the Purple Rose or uh, or what, but they were doing it, and he was playing the lead character that Jeff Daniels plays in the movie. Yeah. And so we got to see that, and it was really cool. Uh, it was one of those theaters where, like, you know, they've got the little tables, and you can order drinks and small snacks and stuff like that. So That's it's right cool. across from the uh, – uh, it's between the Tiger Stadium and the Detroit Opera House. Okay. So if anyone is ever like, do you want some small snacks? Could I, I would be like, can I get some regular size snacks? Because I'm not about I'm just the small saying, ones. By small stacks, I mean you're not getting dinner. Tapas, small plates. Can I get a regular size plate? Small plate. Please. That's what. No, you get a big size plate because this is a fucking Applebee's. Sir, <laughs> this isn't an Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> the Michigan Department of Environment, uh, Great Lakes, and Energy, uh, which the acronym here is EGLE, E G L E, EGLE, I uh, said. That the attack could have been a territorial squabble with an electronic foe or just a hungry eagle. Or maybe it didn't like that its name that was misspelled. Uh, you know, uh, Logan, friend of the show. Um, had, so back when I lived in Milan, there were these nighthawks that would fly around. I had to, 
uh, look them up because I didn't know what they were. I just looked up like bird that circles at night and doesn't shut up. And that came up with Nighthawk, which is kind of a cool name for a bird. Anyway, so uh, Logan was trying to fly his drone in Milan where we lived. Um, and these Nighthawks kept like fucking attacking it. Like it didn't, it, it didn't end up getting the drone, but he was so scared he wouldn't even fly it because there's the drones are expensive, you know. It was just so funny, like, uh, they were trying to get it. Flight data, not from the Eagle, but from the drone, showed that the drone had hit the lake about 150 feet from shore and landed in four feet of water. Employees used that information when they returned to search for the drone. Did they find it? They did not. The drone was not found and will be replaced. They are considering steps to reduce the possibility of a repeat attack, including possibly using skins or other designs on the aircraft to make them look less like seagulls. (laughs) Or perhaps outfitting them with anti-eagle defense mechanisms. Yeah. Well, they're going to put Sidewinder missiles on them. (laughs) That way they can kill an eagle or, you know, attack a wedding. Perfect. So they could, they had the GPS location of the drone and they couldn't find it in four feet of water. I, I guess the water was kind of muddy. Of course it was. It just had a drone land in it. I mean, it's 150 feet from shore. So there's waves going on, but, but I agree. Like you should have been able to find it in four feet of, I mean, that's what nipple level. That's yeah. I guess that's nipple level. That's, that's pretty deep. It's not like shin level. Shin level, you should be able to find it. That's true. In 2019, a federal survey found 849 active nesting sites in the upper and lower peninsulas. This is a huge jump compared to the low numbers of the 1970s, which saw just 76 nesting sites. Okay. Okay. Bald eagles coming back. Yeah. Talking about the eagle now, not the drone. Yes. No, there's drone nesting sites. They they don't have very many of those. I bought a drone. This is this just, I have, along I had, the, uh, just along the automated corridor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, it'd be perfect. I bought a drone, and uh, when you buy these things, it's uh, um, I forget the brand. It's letters or whatever. I forget. It doesn't matter. Um, but they have like special flight zones or like restricted zones that you can't fly that high in. And it turns out mm-hmm. where, where my apartment is is like right in the edge of like the Ann Arbor Airport like landing strip where the, the planes mm-hmm. take off and land, so it's like a restricted area. So I can't fly very high right above my apartment, which is shitty. But if I go up the street, like 500 feet, I can fly. But not that <laughs> high because it it still doesn't know that I'm not in the restric- restricted zone. It's pretty shitty. So I'll have to go somewhere else with it. But it's pretty cool, I mean, man, having the drone. We have the same problem here at my house because it's like, the landing zone for will run. And so, oh, right, right. I mean, there's been times where we're podcasting. It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That's exactly what it sounds like too. Was there a plane flying over just now or was that you? <laughs> there was a plane. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. That's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's a dentist. Chew. Sucks all the spit I out just, of your mouth. It just uh, sounded like an old smoker trying to hork up last night's, uh, um, Marlboro. So, sounds like someone doing the cinnamon challenge. <laughs> dry oh, in man. <laughs> the cinnamon we challenge. Saw, we were at a, we were at so a fucking dumb. Applebee's. <laughs> no. Not Applebee's is not a not sponsor, by the way. <laughs> Definitely not a sponsor. <laughs> we were at an Applebee's when we were down in Virginia. And it was like 9 o'clock at night. So it should be Applebee's-y. And there was like fucking no one. And... 
we're sitting there eating our food. They had nothing going on. Mm. They're like, hey, you want to see this guy? He's going to do the cinnamon challenge. And we're like, all right, I guess. So, you know, tries to do it, chokes on it. And we're like, okay, well, that was Applebeezy. <laughs> so let me ask you this. So you, you're, mm-hmm. let's say you've been driving all day, right? Driving all mm-hmm. day. You finally get to your hotel room. It's nine o'clock at night in this podunk ass town. And they've got an Applebee's, a Taco Bell, and a McDonald's. Where are you eating? McDonald's. Okay. Thank you. Even like eat in dining room, right? No, no. Take that food with back you. To my <laughs> room. No one ever them. no one ever wants to get it's Applebee's not... to go. <laughs> we'll get Applebee's to go if we're getting like cheese sticks. Okay. Because imagine like the only thing worse than I, I think than Applebee's food would be putting it in a box and letting it steam itself for twenty minutes. And then trying to eat it. <laughs> well, if you're going across the street to your hotel room, there's not much steaming going on. I'm sure uh, it was cold on the plate before they put the lid on. <laughs> right. They just put it in the microwave with it in the plastic tub. Yeah. My, my hotel has a microwave. I can heat it up just like in the kitchen of an Applebee's. Uh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Just it, just give it to me frozen. I know what you guys do. And just give it to me. I'll heat it up. It's fine. <laughs> just give me like a 50-pound bag of salt so I can yeah. lightly salt it. <laughs> The Applebee's lightly salted menu. Right, right. Oh, jeez. So we got a new, a, a different story now, right? We're, that was that whole uh, bald eagle story. So I, I'm just, um, I'm just sad that they were like mad because, well, I'm, I'm sad that they have to point out how bald that eagle is all the time because I think that's bullshit. Like they should just like, oh, he's, he's got, like the great eagle or something, not the bald eagle. He's got eagle paddle, pattern baldness. <laughs> About the stuff to spray on his feathers, which is it's bald all the way to his neck. That's the pattern. (laughs) So I bought my daughter. She wanted her hair uh, to be purple, and so I bought her some purple like uh, spray. And I I, like I sprayed some on myself to like. I don't know. It's just you know we're gonna on your on your head. You have pretty short hair. I have very short hair. Let me tell you something. Grimace. Let me tell you something. It really made it look like I had a lot more hair than I do. <laughs> so those, like, remember those sprays that they used to have mm-hmm. in the '90s and '80s and stuff? Like, I think those probably really worked until somebody touched them. <laughs> but like, I was spraying, I was like, "Holy shit! Look at my hairline!" It was like <laughs> so you much. Do not really touch is. your head, right? Just don't touch it. And literally, like, I had purple on my pillow that night. I tried washing <laughs> it out, and I couldn't uh, wash it all out. But anyway, again, we digress. Stay- well, you could get that. Uh, so my daughter get, has some of this like powder stuff that you like. It's got a little like spongy kind of thing, and you press the hair between the sponge and the powdery kind of. You know, it's kind of like one of those makeup compact things. Oh, where yeah, you, yeah. And then you just like slide it across your hair, and it you know puts the powder in your hair. And that's cute. Yeah. Speaking of powder, though, oh, was there an end to that story, or or that was it? I mean, it's just a. It's not spray, but it colors your hair. Oh, I'm such a dick. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was trying to create a transition My using drink. a true story related to what you were talking I about. Know, that's why I'm such a dick. And then related to powder, which is what we're going to talk about now. So <laughs> thanks, bud. So uh, residents of a Swiss town got a bit of a shock when it started snowing particles of a fine cocoa powder after the ventilation system at a chocolate factory malfunctioned. Fuck Charlie, man. He does not know how to run a chocolate factory. He has no experience. Uh, well, this was the Lint Company. Oh, okay. I'm just Lint wondering, like, why, chocolate. why the um, what's the guy's name? 
Willy Wonka. Uh-huh. Why would he give his factory to somebody who has no experience? He has no prior work experience even, except for maybe caring for his lazy-ass family. Plus, he drank fizzy lifting drink. <laughs> right. He did the wrong thing. Man, that, that company's going under. You know, ever since ever since Charlie took over Willy Wonka, it's just not been as good, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Well, the Lint Company confirmed local reports of a minor defect in the cooling ventilation for a line for roasted cocoa nibs uh, in its factory in Olten, which is near Zurich. I don't know what a cocoa nib is, but I know that I want it. <laughs> uh, combined right. with strong winds, the powder spread around the immediately vi- immediate vicinity of the factory, leaving a fine cocoa dusting. You know, like one of their uh, truffles. Finally, I love how cocoa dusted. <laughs> Even in Sweden, the pollution is like not that bad. <laughs> Switzerland socialized healthcare. Um, <laughs> Their smog is chocolate. <laughs> right, smog is chocolate. Um, I I don't know. I assume uh, they don't have any corona. I'm sure they have corona. I don't know. They have chocolate snow, and we've got velvet rain. So <laughs> the company says one car was lightly coated, uh, and that it was eaten by the abominable snowman. <laughs> or my former boss <laughs> and the car uh, uh, the company's offered to pay for any cleaning needed but hasn't yet taken up on the offer I think you could just drive and the dust would come off right Pro- probably or yeah. you know get your snow brush and just have you uh, did you ever try to eat a like any of the unsweetened cocoa when you were a kid uh no I think That's my, not a universal my mom always experience. said my mom was like, well, you don't, it's bitter. You don't want to do that. And you believed her? Yeah. And my mom told me that shit too. I did not believe her. I wanted <laughs> to eat flour. <laughs> and I did. It was gross. I wanted to eat that cocoa stuff. Um, I also wanted to eat an entire tub of the um, uh, cake frosting, and well, which, I, which I eventually did when I was an, an adult. And it is not worth it. <laughs> it is not just, worth it at all. They found you under the table with a thing of country crock in a spoon yeah right country crock no that's the butter well you dip it in the cocoa powder and flour and then you just eat it actually it doesn't sound bad like cocoa powder <laughs> sugar you know <laughs> butter and butter factory um, production was able to wait, continue wait wait i have more butter stories so my mom oh. said that my aunt uh when she was growing up used to take a stick of butter and dip it in sugar and eat that <laughs> I think my grandma said my uncle, not my uncle, you know, my other uncle. Oh, the oh, I've, I've never met this uncle. No, no. Uh, she caught him just like eating a stick of butter when he was little. <laughs> One time I was at, uh, do you remember um, back on Rossonville and like the service drive, there was that Shoney's there. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. The, it, then it was like a longhorn and then it was like a feather river or something it was so many things but back when yeah. it was a show it never never worked right they had a, a breakfast buffet there and i went and i um with my my mom and my aunt my sister or whatever and uh <laughs> so at the breakfast bar they had this chocolate mousse and i love chocolate mousse and then right next to it they had some vanilla mousse and i'd never seen that before it was looked oh it sounds amazing so i got the big spoonful of chocolate mousse big spoonful of vanilla mousse, got back to the table, took a big bite of the vanilla mousse. It's fucking butter. <laughs> <laughs> so I just adjusted a huge bite. Like I was so excited for this vanilla mousse to a huge fucking bite of whipped butter. So 
a friend of mine, uh, I think it was her uncle was on a cruise uh-huh. and he was going through like the buffet line and got a big old, uh, like dollop of, um, guacamole. Oh, okay. Uh, and so it went back to his thing, started eating everything, put a big old thing of the guacamole on something else, took a bite. Turns out it was wasabi. Oh, no. And it almost killed him. Apparently. Oh, <laughs> I'll bet. Jesus Christ. A little wasabi goes a long way. <laughs> it sure did. But I have never seen wasabi and thought, that looks like guacamole. That must have been a lot of wasabi then. Yeah. To think it was Ugh. guacamole. Uh, I don't know. Oof. All right. Uh, factory production was able to continue as normal, and the company says the particles were completely harmless, harmless to people and the environment. Well, that's good. And the ventilation system has now been repaired. Wonderful. Wunderbar. <laughs> Is that Willy Wonka's new chocolate? Uh, yeah, it's a Wunderbar. A Wunderbar. And if you eat it, you'll fucking die. <laughs> that's, a, that's the newest trick <laughs> Willy Wonka stuff has to uh, play on you. Here, here's my question. So. Yeah. Willy Wonka gets home. The entire family like knits him socks or something for his right. birth. Mrs. Mrs. Wonka but, and the kids. And <laughs> no, like the grannies. And, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But then Grandpa Joe whips out a chocolate bar. Like they're poor and he's able to go get a chocolate bar. First of all, how do he get the chocolate bar? Why is he showing up everyone else in the house who are like, we can't afford anything. So we knit you some socks. And he's like, ah, fuck that. I'm buying you a chocolate bar. And then when they learn of the golden ticket, they get up and dance. They're, they're well, you they're know what? It disabled is. at all. They're just assholes. All of them are acts of service, and Uncle Joe is a gift guy. <laughs> so, Jason, so what Jeff, did we learn today? We today? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, we learned um, that chocolate snow cannot hurt you or the environment. So, eat up. Well, I don't know. You know, they might have some chocolate uh, ponds now. It's probably like quick though. It all settles at the bottom. You got to stir it again. Uh, we learned that a eagle with Rogaine took out a drone. Uh, we learned that you shouldn't have uh, driverless cars because you can't drive them on Michigan roads anyway. Uh, and we learned a homeless guy lived in a fancy suite of a soccer stadium, and he would have gotten away with it too if it hadn't been for that those pesky police officers. I was going to say janitors, but oh. yeah, fuck the police too. And even though it feels like we powered through this episode so quickly, this hour has been an hour and 21 minutes. Oh, good Lord. I know. All right. So it's the after show part and it we is. have a, a special guest. Hello. Hello. So it's a what? woman. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, somebody needed to break up that sausage fest you guys got going on. <laughs> True story. <laughs> so what was going on was in our mid-show part, uh, we talked about how I think love languages are bullshit. So I took the test. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then Jeff asked me to predict what I thought your results would be, which is why I texted you and said, hey, do the results. But we wanted to have you do the test before you heard the podcast in case it influenced anything. Yeah, I I've done this test before just because you think it's bullshit. So I'm like, what, what would my thing be? I want to know. And also, um, our friend Heather Mm -hmm. asked about it one time and I was like, I don't know. So I did it because she was curious because that has been a part of some of her, she, she got divorced several years ago. And part of the, the healing process was finding out better ways to 
handle relationship like to understand herself. I was just saying accept love from other people. (laughs) I was just saying, like, if (laughs) if you've been through some shit in your relationship, you could talk about love languages like like that. (laughs) Go ahead. Oh, no, go go ahead. Uh, well, so um, Jason calls them bullshit, even though they're 100 percent accurate for him. I feel <laughs> I call them bullshit because I don't feel that anyone my thesis on it is my top percentage was 37 percent, which means that so 60, much more of you is 63 percent is things. not that. So, like, anyway, um, <laughs> it's it's an overly simplified way to look at relationships. That's what I would say. I think it's a good starting point if you have yes. no idea where to start talking about yourself. If you don't have any sort of self-actualization, you don't understand who you are, then it's a really good like ground zero and, to build from. And so I said people who have zero emotional intelligence and don't know fucking anything need things like this. But people who are pretty emotionally intelligent and can read people and understand people, this isn't super helpful for them. Was right. basically so, my thought. But not, not necessarily not super helpful. I would say it reaffirms what you already know. So that that is I don't useful. find that helpful. Some people do though. Some people like to know that they like understand themselves uh-huh. and it's it makes them feel better. But it also can give you some really, really fucking simple terms to explain yourself to people who are not I don't teach to the lowest common denominator. I don't like simple Thank terms. Thank you, President Bartlett. Uh, <laughs> but here's the thing. All right, so we were arguing on it. Is this how you show people love or is this how you understand love from other people? Okay. So because the way you talked about it, it sounded like both. So there, I think if you read the book, which I'm never going to do, but my understanding from the synopsis of the book is that the quiz can go two ways. So there's a, how you show love and how you receive love. And I think Generally speaking, they're two. They're supposed to be two different quizzes, ah. but what they give you here is just the one to like understand yourself. So right, they, like, I feel more loved when A or B is essentially what, right. how they. But like this, he is feels more love when someone jerks him off. So well, most guys. Do. That was your thing, right? Your physical touch. Physical touch. Yeah, but I'd rather so get they, a BJ than a, than a jack off. <laughs> well. Obviously. Look, I feel like there are varying degrees of all things. Yeah, so, that's true. <laughs> incidentally, they have do they do have other quizzes. They have a love quiz, an apology quiz, an anger quiz. I did take the anger one while Jeff was doing a thing, and it said I'm okay, but I could do better. <laughs> that's so, false. <laughs> so the prediction they they asked me to predict. Jeff asked me to predict what I thought. Okay. I said that I felt like your receiving gifts would be very low. I said that I thought that. Access service and quality time would be probably your higher options in there uh, because I feel like those are the things that you would do. So tell us about your. Oh, do you want to know ours? We said Jeff was physical touch was his number. Well, one. I already I could tell you without a quiz that yours is quality time. Okay, well there you like, go. Like I right. I would have guessed that a million times over because That's I know you yeah. and you you really value time with people and when they don't give you their time then you divest in those relationships because you're like fuck you I don't need this. Or you're even if they give you time and it's not quality. That's right. important, like, like being on like your if phone. There was and a stuff. question about being on your phone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We there talked are about several that. relationships mm-hmm. that he has or friendships or former friendships that he's had where those people are present, but they're not or they're they're in the room, but they're not they're present. present, but not engaged. Yes. Right. 
So, and he has zero interest in those people. And he, he completely disengages over time with those people. Like he'll make the effort for a little while. And then he just, he goes, Oh, no, nothing changed. I put in more effort. So peace the fuck out. I don't (laughs) feel like that's necessarily because of like the quality time thing. It's just, if there is an imbalance in a friendship, I'm not going to continue to feed it's like putting money into a vending machine and the the food never comes out but your happiest moments are things that are steeped in time and attention and tradition you love our christmas tree day because you are getting quality time with the people you love most doing things that you really enjoy and you look forward to that more than actual holidays because the tradition of it and the the time spent with those people and and i mean I know you as well. Like the predictability of it is a little nice for you because you, you like to know what's going to go on and happen. But like, I get that. And that's quality time is a thing. And like when I, so we got, we got different couches and chairs. And when I stopped like quality timing, like on the couch next to him and started moving to another chair, he got kind of like unhappy. He was like, I missed that thing. Mm, but that seems more like a physical proximity thing, which was not something that was very high on my list. So my argument isn't, it's that you you get all of those things together. And just because I like quality time doesn't mean, you know, if someone buys me a nice gift, I can see that that's their way of showing love to me. Or if someone says nice things to me, I can see that that is a way that they show love to me. I can see all of those things and so I don't. It's just a way. Uh, it's a preference. It's your your most valued. I hey think. guys, sorry. Did you know that I'm still here? Yes. Well, so Jack, you're, <laughs> you're not Jack, physical touch, right? Yeah, thirty three physical you, touch. Yeah, two drinks in, you're the huggiest fucking person I've ever met. So and, again, and, yeah, just guess how I am like six drinks in, you know? Right, but I'm just saying, like that doesn't well, no, no, no. me at all either. We've seen you six drinks in. You're passed out on the floor. <laughs> that's true. That's true, and that's that quality time. It's so. So I believe my two highest, Rebecca, uh, physical touch and uh, words of affirmation are your two lowest. That's my I think that's essentially what Jason said, but I think they're going to be super low. So for both of those, do you want me to explain myself or do you want to explain your wife to other people? No, no, you explain (laughs) You explain it. (laughs) Mansplain you. You got words. Use them. Okay, so. Acts of service was my my number one. And again, I could have told you this without a quiz. Like, I thrive on knowing that the people I love most feel cared about and feel cared for. This also ties to flashback to a previous podcast, uh, <laughs> your 60 personalities, where I was the helper, I think, or I don't think it's really called helper, but my personality type is again, if I can protect you, I will. If I can care, take care of you, I will. If I can, I, I, if I could give you my pulse because I thought it would help you, that's the thing I would do. That's who I am. And so hmm. yeah, yeah. That, that is deeply rooted to my core. So that doesn't shock me that this acts of service piece is my thing. Like I, I thrive on knowing people's needs before they speak them. And then be that ability to anticipate those needs and then meet them so that nobody ever has to ask for help because it's already just there like that. That makes me feel good. But on the flip side, I also really fucking love when somebody does something like that for me because it is a rarity in my life. And so when it happens like Jason, like I went 
to take the cats to the vet and I came home and the whole kitchen was scrubbed clean and I was just like making hard eyes at him and I was like, oh God, this, this is what marriage is about, man. This is just this thing that I didn't even ask for and he knew it was driving me crazy and he just did it. Like, so I think for me, it's that one is both a give and receive that are important to me. Like, So somebody you don't give- have to like give euphemisms and say hard eyes. You can say it made your pussy wet. It's fine. <laughs> no, I've heard that that no, no. means what, that I have a, a, some sort of VD or something. That's what <laughs> so. Um, so it's thirty-seven percent was acts of service, thirty percent. So we're talking like these are fairly close here. Yeah, are words of affirmation. Really great yes. job, sport. Oh my so, gosh! Because every time I've ever like tried to give you words of affirmations, you're like, shut up. <laughs> I don't want those. <laughs> Get those out of my face, unless I was completely wrong and or drunk. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm horribly uncomfortable with it because I feel hmm. like um, my own lack of self-esteem, I guess, uh, makes it feel undeserved, but uh, not unappreciated. Yeah. I get that, yeah. But I, I appreciate it. Like, you can make me cry with a really sincere, I'm really proud of you right now. Like I will Aww. immediately just burst into some freaking tears because it's so rare again in my, in the, the broader scope of my life that anyone has ever actually said those things to me mm. that it feels overwhelming when somebody is really sincere and comes and does that. So, right. so it makes you uncomfortable. So the best way to do is just get a post-it, right? Good job, sport. No, like smack it on her back so she has to reach it and she can't really reach it, you know? Yeah, but then I got to do that like cat chasing my tail thing. It's all very uncomfortable. Right, right. Okay, so um, so number two is words of affirmation. And again, this is a thing I already knew about myself. I know that like true sincerity where someone truly appreciates me and says that in a very sincere and uh, genuine way, that will overwhelm me even if I don't feel like I deserve it like I I still sometimes need it and I am really good at pretending I care about nothing while caring about everything all the time so that's why people don't uh, maybe pick that that explains a lot so 23% was quality time wow you have a lot of high numbers yeah well, her like, high numbers are pretty high, and then her low numbers are, are very low. low. <laughs> um, so quality time was a was a pretty high percentage. Where again, I like when, and I think these all tie in, right? Like when people spend quality time with me, and I can offer those those sincere words of affirmation to them, but then also potentially receive them. And I have the opportunity to feel like I'm taking care of someone, and. Um, making them feel important and loved those all tie into that. That's still a, a factor of what quality time provides as well. So these all sort of dovetail into each other very nicely. Yeah. So it sounds like you don't think it is as much bullshit as Jason thinks. Again, I think it's overly simplistic. I think oh, yeah, that yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I think I knew this about myself before I ever took a quiz. None of this surprises me mm. and I didn't need these I didn't need these terms and these categories to be able to articulate that these are things that are important to me. See, for me, it was 
I needed these five things to define myself because I am not uh, self-analytical. Like I have a hard time thinking about myself in that way. So I need stuff like this. It's not, and it's not that I'm un- emotionally unintelligent, but it's just I, I have a hard time looking at myself this way. Um, and then also like evaluating other people in this way too. So this is very helpful for me, um, despite Jason saying that like only dumbasses like need this stuff. <laughs> like I need it. I'm a dumbass. I need but this I think, stuff. I think Jason speaks from his own perspective where he is fairly, fairly self-reflective. Right. He is fairly emotionally intelligent. He is the sort of person who can meet a person fairly quickly and see straight to the core of them without any challenge. Yeah, and I, I cannot do that at all. Know the nature of that person almost immediately. So he speaks from his perspective because for him, that's not that's not something he struggles with. It's always just been a, a part of who he is. I think that in some ways, and this is not to be like self like congratulatory or anything. I, I possess some of those same qualities. I'm probably a little more trusting than he is in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to get burned before I believe I'm going to get burned, <laughs> um, where he'll just be like, that person's going to burn you. Right. Peace. Um, you know, but like, I, I also, and I think that's just a factor of who I am and, and the life that I've led, I've been forced to be very self-reflective. I mean, you can only be told that you are the worst person alive so many times without like really taking a hard goddamn look at yourself and saying, Hey, maybe I should change some stuff. Right. But it sounds like you guys are, are pretty compatible in your love languages and could be why you're together. What? 15 years. Married. Yeah. 22 dating. Married 15, 22 dating. So it sounds like yeah. you guys pretty much have it together. But from what I understand, you do have a 0% on, on one of these. I don't know that I fully agree with the 0%. And and I think that that's a, again, it's a factor of how the quiz is structured. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they make you choose between one or the two other. things, which yeah. is the more important. Well, it doesn't mean that like my 0%, by the way, is physical touch. It doesn't mean physical touch is not important to me it just means that whatever it was pitted against weighed more right so once again what was your zero percent physical touch whoa hey don't touch me don't touch me whoa hey don't touch me Hey! Oh! Don't touch me! 